following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. All right, here it is. It's Tuesday of Draft Week, and it is time for a draft preview edition of Talking Cowboys live from the star in Frisco. Bill Jones, Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, Brian Broaddus, Kent Garrison, taking your phone calls. We are going to break it down and go step-by-step through Brian Broaddus' Top 100. How do, how do you like the sound of that, Brian? Let's do whatever we have to do. I'm all for that. <laughs> Y'all ready for the draft? Yeah. I know Brian is. Yeah, I'm ready. Rob, you ready for the draft? I'm ready. I'm all ready right. for Thursday, most likely Friday. <laughs> ready for them to add players. Let's do it. Mickey, you ready for the draft? I did. I shaved. I'm ready to go. Oh, you did. That's right. I didn't look at your face yet. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> all right. You shaved off your playoff beard. That's right. Just as the stars advance to the next round of the playoffs, and I shaved last it night. before they won last night. All right, the so way. there you go. That may be the reason they yeah. won by a whisker last night. All right, uh, as we approach draft day, and uh, okay, do you think the Cowboys can trade into the first round, Rob Phillips? <laughs> they could. The, the only they way to. they could is if they trade something next year. Yeah, if they want to trade ahead because they yeah, could take their entire won. draft this year and they still can't get into the first round. You know, those pre-draft press conferences are they are what they are. You don't learn much from it, but I you do get the sense they love those first round picks. And I mean, Jerry was flat out honest saying it's no fun <laughs> not having one. No offense to Amari Cooper, they love him, uh, but they value those first rounders. Who would you like to trade the first round for? That's your question. You're not going for a position, you're going for a player. Ricky, Who are you interested Ricky in? Ricky Williams? Yeah. I think I think, uh, and it kind of gets to what Gil Brandt was talking about, and Brian Broaddus would probably yes. echo those thoughts. Those those premier players probably go how deep in that first round? They're off. I've the got twenty four. I got twenty four first round grades. Yeah, but I mean the uh, the and you probably twelve of those twenty four are real difference makers. You know. Yeah, I mean, and, you, you could start. I mean, to me. When it gets down to, I think that it would stop with me right around probably 18. There you go. Is where it would stop. There you go. Yeah. So if you go from 19 to 40-something, 50, and there's not a huge difference. We're going to target a team in the back end if we're going to do this. You're going to target a team with multiple picks, a team that will probably willing to move. Packers have multiple picks in the back of that round. Uh, the Raiders, of course, have multiple picks. They've got 24, which is Chicago, 27, which is your own. You know, but what it would, given what it would cost, what we just talked about, yeah, would it be more likely for them to try to make a small jump on day two if there's a guy they don't want to let slip away? Yeah, we can go from 58 to 45 if we want to give up that 90. Mm-hmm. That's how we have to think about it, right there. Which is exactly what they did in 2014. They jumped yeah. 13 spots for D Law and gave up their third rounder that year in addition to their second. Okay, so that is a more realistic trade up, okay? If I and trade so, in the first, can I get Quinn and Williams? <laughs> how many, how many future mean, first rounders do you want to give up to right. do that? Well, you asked what I want right. if I traded my first round pick. Let's say we I get want to, to get that, way up there and get somebody that's yeah. going to walk in and start. Let's mm-hmm. let's think about if you got to 24. Where would you wow. at twenty four? Where would you you know? And, you, and you would have one to of those give up what to get to twenty four? Probably you're probably looking at your one, two, and your three. One next year, two this year, right, three next go. year. You're yeah. talking there like you a, a Noah fan, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking like a yeah. If you like, I say you're going to have to. You're not looking at a position. You're look. You're going for a player. A player. That's you're right. trying to get a player there. Right. You know, if they had their pick at twenty seven, I think that that Williams, the kid from, uh, uh, excuse me, Jeffrey Simmons from. Uh-huh. Um, from Mississippi, Mississippi State, State would be it would have been a heck of a pick right there, even though it's despite the injury. Yeah, and, well, yeah, yeah, that that right there, that's a pick that a general manager that's not going anywhere. That's what a pick a guy like that makes, because that's a guy that's going to get healthy and he's going to be. He Mickey mentioned Quinnen Williams. This guy's a tick below Quinnen Williams in my opinion. When you talk about defensive tackles, 
and, and how disruptive he can be. And how many times have they done it? Really, in the second round, Jalen Smith, Bruce Carter, go down the list, and it and it's Sean Lee, it's Sean Lee coming mm-hmm. off ACLs in, at Penn State, yeah, and it's paid off, but not in the first, not in the first. I'm more they've been second round picks. If, sure. if 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 okay, basically what you're looking at at 27 anyway is a second round grade. Very similar to what right. you did with Travis Frederick picking him at 30. Right. They had a second round grade on Travis Frederick at the time. So that's you're looking at a second round player anyway. That's what this draft I mean, you talk to people around the league, they think this draft is really going to be good between rounds three and five. So we gotta think three about three and five. Wow. Three and five. We gotta think about if we want to if we really want to give up our if we want to give up ninety, that pick at ninety. We have to think about that. Well, if it's if it's strong between three and five, then I'm talking trade back from fifty eight then and pick up an extra you gotta be, three to three to five. Gotta then. figure out who we're trading away from now. That's mm-hmm. the next trade. Right, right. And you have somebody there do you have somebody there that people are very interested in? Because you're not gonna get somebody it's real easy to say trade back and then you don't get the value like they did in that Travis That's, the Travis Frederick trade, they should have got a second round pick from the 49ers, but, but they had instead. to take what they had to take because of trying to find, you know, to fall that many spots. So you have to, you have to think about you have to have a player. You have to yeah. have a player and you have to have an idea of how far back you want to go on that player. Mm-hmm. So that's all the things that you, when you, you know, yeah. it's real, it's difficult. It's, it's more difficult to trade back than you think because people see, sense desperation. They sense they sense you panicking of not wanting to stand there and make a pick. Okay, I saw something on my Twitter timeline yesterday. I have no idea if there's any validity to it at all. Maybe Adam Schefter reported something about San Francisco entertaining trade offers for Solomon Thomas if they are able to get who they want at number two overall, which they are going to be able to get who they want, a Bosa or a Quentin Williams what, right there. right. All right, let's just say that is just for grins. Let's say that's true, and they are taking offers for Solomon Thomas. What would you be willing to give up to acquire Solomon Thomas? From San Francisco, he's got three years of control left. We need to figure out where they had him in this stack. When the year he came out in the and the draft. And he was third overall was where yeah. he was drafted yeah. by San Francisco. We need, of course, we, he's local from Coppell High School here in Dallas. Right. We need to figure out if, in fact, that he was a top five player on this board. Mm-hmm. Because then now you're in a similar uh, similar type of a situation, I think, of what the Arizona is trying to do with Rosen. You know, you're, you don't want to you don't want to lose. You don't want to just get totally embarrassed and say, okay, we'll give you 90 and it works. I think that they're going to sit there and hold you up for 58 or mm-hmm. something like that. I don't think they get a first for Solomon Thomas, but I think that they would they would entertain if you're saying okay we're willing to give you, you know maybe 58 and maybe one of your compens that compensatory four. So know. my question is, would it be worth it to give up 58 for Solomon Thomas when you consider if you had him graded high? It's, I mean, let's say you had him graded a, as a top five guy coming out and. When you consider the fact you you do have three years of control left with the and you also option. have a, a situation where you're hunting three techniques too. right exactly and you know, look and, where this team is yeah. one year from now at defensive tackle it, yeah and is, and is is defensive tackle rich in that fifty eight range you're looking at probably a guy you're probably going to have to uh, you're probably going to have to take a guy early there that you the hill kid from Central Florida on my board more in that range of in the 60s so what you're thinking about right there let me make sure i have that right yeah tristan hill i have at 67 so yeah that's about what nine spots early or nine spots you know later yeah well where you have him ranked but where you need probably need to pick him yeah you know if you told me solomon thomas i could get him for 58 i think i would entertain that i think i would too now, would San Francisco take that? I don't know. Yeah, but they're not going to get a one out of that. Right. I, don't I, really I just so don't. Either. I just see yeah. them not getting a one. Yep. They're trolling. Trolling for what? Well, they're just throwing stuff out there. Why would you San do that? Francisco is, yeah. or the reporters are? No, well, that too. <laughs> well, wait, here, here. I read this. Somebody reported that Pittsburgh is willing to do just about anything to back out. They didn't say. They said they it'd be it. They were willing to do anything. Okay. So that means any position, any. Well, and I heard the same thing about Kevin Colbert. Yeah, Kevin Colbert will usually stand in there and make picks. That's kind of his. That's right. Yeah, the Pittsburgh's been. Pittsburgh's a very to quote it. It's not opposed to anything. That's good. 
How about that? Yeah. All right. When you look, I think when you look at this draft or any draft, Mm -hmm. and when you look at uh, needs on a team, you have to. I think uh, some people get caught up in what are the needs right now on this team, but I think you have to look ahead. What are the needs a year from now and two years from now on this team? And when you do that with this Cowboys roster, the way it is, uh, and the Cowboys contracts. What are the biggest positions of need a year from now? Not now, but a year from now. Well, you're, you're losing two corners, right? You're likely going to lose Byron Jones contractually and Anthony Brown. And then the following year, you lose two more corners with Awuzier and Lewis. And you've got three safeties on one-year deals right now. Mm-hmm. Jeff Heath, Kayvon Frazier, and George Iloko, who you just signed. So that so whole basically secondary— basically just have Woods— that whole, contract. Yeah. that whole secondary could look vastly different a year from now. Now look at defensive tackle. Yeah. Defensive tackle, you've got Daniel Ross on a one-year deal. You've got Malik on a one-year deal. Covington, Hyder. Covington, Hyder. Tyrone now what's Crawford Antoine Woods' situation? Because he had some practice squad time. He's, if He's in his fourth he, year in the league, but is, is he? Uh, the human log is, is an exclusive rights He'll be restricted. Right. right. So he, so I think he's the control. only one. Have to tender him. Yeah. 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 I think he is back. the only one that you've got a year from now, basically under contract, right. a defensive tackle. Right. Look at wide receiver. We haven't thought about wide receiver that much. Well, you need to. Nope. Noah Brown, uh, Alan Hearns. Noah Brown would have one year left on his deal. Randall Cobb's okay. got a one year deal. Uh, Hearns, at, Hearns is in this last year. This is his last year. Yeah. Austin's in one year deal. Yep. Right, Cobb, and then Amari you, and then you just re-signed. lost Cole Beasley and Terrence Williams, and you got to okay. do something with Amari Cooper. And so Cooper, we're going to assume they're going to sign Cooper, and then you'd have Gallup, and then beyond that, you got Noah Brown would have one year left, and Cedric Wilson would have two years left, and that's it. Mm. So that's a, a sneaky need right there. Yes, you could even say you could even look at defensive end and say. You know, Robert Quinn is here, and he's going to help this team a, a lot. Year. But right. it's a one-year deal, and um, and who knows what Randy Gregory's future is, what his status is this year and beyond. Taco might not play well either. Taco. Might have to move on from that. Um, so, yeah, Bill, you're I right. Mean, this I has got to be his last year, right? Taco? Yeah. Okay. If he doesn't they, they could go do anywhere. something. How yeah. about how about offensive line? He's not going to get the fifth-year tender if that's what you're asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's got one more year before that. Right, right, right. right. All right. I, how about offensive, offensive line a year from now? Well, Lyle Collins is on a one one year left. Uh, so you got an opening at right tackle. That a year could be from now. Cam Fleming. Cam okay. Fleming uh, is on a two year deal he, now. Yeah, so they, got they got Cam year. Fleming. I think Cam Fleming. This is what I think is going to happen there at offensive line. I think either Cam Fleming is going to be your starter at right tackle or they're going to move Connor Williams back out like they did Lyle Collins. They're going to let him play guard, then move him out to tackle. And then, get and then a, you got get an a opening guard. at guard. Yeah. yeah, and then they'll find a guard. And then, and then uh, let's let's hope and pray that everything goes well with Travis Frederick and he's back out on Sounded the practice Sounded good the other day now. when I had a yep. chance to visit him yep. on Saturday. But as yep. he said, you know, he doesn't know for sure until he gets into training camp yep. exactly what he's got. Feeling better, though. Yeah. So you're, that's, you're, and then Looney's and got Looney's one year left. Gone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Xavier Suofilo. Yeah, there's another one. So yeah, they don't uh, have enough picks. Exactly. So how many? So how many which is another reason why you literally don't make, they, trade up. They've you got as many picks as you could get. They've got like 30 guys up at the end of next year. Now, to your point, you got to do something with Amari, um, Dak Prescott, obviously. But yeah, I mean, the, the meat, the bulk of your roster is has got to be addressed a year from now. So if you think of it that way, getting rid of picks this year is not real smart. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yep. That was our mailbag question this morning, actually. Would you yeah. would you stockpile? Yeah. And I'm of the – what you were saying earlier kind of reminded me a little bit of 2009 where it's like, oh, yeah, let's trade back, let's add picks. Are you getting the quality as opposed right. to the quantity instead of just sitting there and picking good football players that might be able to compete to start for you? If not this year, the next year. Don't sit there and just take every pick they have. That, that, that's when this team seems to do their best, when they just sit there and, and pick players. There and yeah. pick. Trust the board and go for it. That's, you know, the moving up, the moving back and all that stuff. That's great. To, to and It's great. makes great theater for the night. But in actuality, though, when they do actually do their best, when they sit there and just pick players. How many go, positions go did Zach Martin? Yeah. Right. Not, yeah. How many <laughs> positions did we just mention that they would have a 
need we, either we now or next year. Corner, safety, defensive tackle, defensive end, wide, a wide receiver, receiver offensive, offensive line, line and uh, you can throw tight end you in know, there too. And you still don't have a backup running back. And we're yeah. si- we, we sit there and we're talking about all these, you know, what's going to happen next year with all, these, with all the movement and stuff like that and guys potentially gone. They'll just do the same thing they did again this year. They'll determine a bunch of one-year contracts right. and and go. You know, they got they they got they got Cam Fleming back on a two-year deal from on a you know he was only on a one-year deal. That that you know we 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 talk about all the. I think you need to worry about the positions that they need to worry about are the positions where they have potential loss of starters. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you look at the cornerback spot. You look at uh, they could potentially lose a guy uh, with. Uh, you know, lose a starter with uh, Collins, I Collins, believe. Yes. Yeah, Malik Collins is well, there. Well, and then and Lyle I, Collins a year from now too. At right absolutely, back. Crawford. I mean, there's guys that they could probably move on from, but yeah. But I, I think you need to focus more. They can, as long as they have the core of their roster signed, that the Zeeks, the Dax, those kind of guys, then you could focus in on the Camp Flemings of the world and guys like that to help you with the depth on those one year deals. For sure. And and they've also got two, if you look at their roster, I think Hellman counted it up. They have the ability after the draft to have add about 13, uh, you know, undrafted players. You know, they've, uh, they've had a great history here of adding one or two guys that kind of makes a difference in that regard. So hopefully that'll be another thing that Chris, you know, that Chris uh, Hall is, he continues the man and they continue to go off their board and get guys that, they have draftable grades for. That's where they're going to start after that draft. So, you know, once that picks over in the seventh round, boom, there they go to work. And hopefully they can grab some guys that uh, can can help them this season. Historically, yeah, one or two guys at Every least year. makes the team. Danny McRae, one of them. Yep. Barry Church, you can go down the list. Tony Romo. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. All right, the uh, top 100 is posted on DallasCowboys.com. It yeah. was uh, posted yesterday. Did you, How much did you enjoy putting that together? It was difficult because I've never done – I've usually done 50, but the fact that they didn't have a first-round pick – Kind of required yeah, you to go deeper. Yeah, what happens to you, though, is you, you get caught up on some guys that has very similar grades, you know, similar players that, you know, you get with those – like the steal a Bill Parcells line, those wide receivers were stacked in there like club sandwiches. You know, it's one of those <laughs> things. So you're, you're trying to separate those guys. Uh, you're trying to – there was a lot of quality at running back. There was a lot of quality at tight end. So you find yourself trying to put these guys in the right spot. You know, Mickey was asking me about Drew Locke. I think, Mickey, I have him at 64 on my board here is what I'm looking at. So, you know, but I thought that, you know, when you look at – I thought Will Greer, it came down to – I think Will Greer and Locke are very similar type players for what you look at. I think Locke has a stronger arm. I think Will Greer is more accurate. So that's why I put him a little bit higher than where I had Locke. So that's the problem you run into is you're trying to kind of figure out where a guy fits in the right spot uh, on your board, but also the where they could potentially go, uh, not so much for the Dallas Cowboys, but for the league in general. So at quarterback, you've got Locke as your number five quarterback. You've got Murray at number 11 overall, Mm -hmm. Haskins of Ohio State at number 14, You've got uh, Daniel Jones from Duke at 32, right. Will Greer at 41, right. and Drew Locke at 64. Yeah. There's your top five and Finley, quarterbacks. And Finley's after and that. Right, Finley. And Finley's yeah, after it's that. It's 93. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like I say, I, I think someone will be very, very happy with Drew Locke. You know, I, 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 you, know you watch him play. There's a, lot to, there's a lot to like about his ability. Like I said, I feel like that he has of the, of the arm talent. You know, he's very much similar to what Haskins has, that, that type of guy that can – can throw off balance, doesn't have to have his feet set, but I just went for a little bit more accurate guy with Greer at West Virginia. And it's it's hard to evaluate the, the Big 12 guys, too, because of the fact that the lack of defense that's played overall in that in that, uh, in that that uh, conference, it's, it's tough because there's a lot of open throws, limited pass rush, offensive lines are big. The Oklahoma line is huge. If you watch what you know, you're, you're evaluating. I like where you had Samia. Yeah, you have him as a third round. Yeah, Drew I, Samia. Absolutely. I mean, he's they, got Oklahoma, some position flex yeah, too. Oklahoma's got some players. I my I, I just tried to be different with my board. That's the whole idea. Yep. Okay. I, I laugh because you mentioned the Big Twelve defenses, and I 
Oh, Lord, I had to watch that Oklahoma defense week in and week out. Sure. And there's one guy you don't have in your top 100 that I really like, and this is going to happen. I mean, it's some people like vanilla, some like chocolate, whatever. Right. Hakeem Butler, mm-hmm. the wide receiver from Iowa State. Yeah. But maybe it's because I saw him destroy Oklahoma not one year but two years in games. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and so I, I like him, but I haven't – dug into I haven't seen all the drops that others have seen in, yeah. in the route running I'm just looking at I, I'm a drive by YouTube watcher, you know? Yeah. And so well, I, I don't have enough time doing to the work. Sit there that's and... that's you know, <laughs> you have an opinion if you do the work. I, yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, I think with I think the thing that, that that people people absolutely love Butler's size. There's no uh, question about that. You know, you're talking about a guy at six five nearly eleven inch hands. Yeah, two you know, two hundred and twenty something pounds. I mean he's a physical player with the ball in his hands and but you do see some times where he'll body catch the ball, and I think that leads to inconsistencies with him. You know, you see him for a big guy, he should try and snatch the ball more. You know, extend those hands, use those big hands to try and and uh, and, and get the football. But you know, it it, it really he where you where you watch him play, it takes him some time for the double moves and stuff like that. You know, he's legitimately a four high four five four six type of runner i know that the he ran time, a four four eight but, yeah but, but, yeah, but you but watch him play, play he doesn't yeah. play that way yeah. you watch the you watch the tape at, at iowa state and he's not a guy that plays to that speed there's a lot of guys he, that train I, he just he just dominated <laughs> in the in the big 12 yeah and uh and seemed to have strong hands although apparently he had drops as well yeah uh and the other thing i'm intrigued about with him is he was a basketball player and he and i think there's a lot of potential with him because he came to football late right and in fact if you're familiar with the harrison twins who played basketball at kentucky uh, he's cousins with them, and, and actually, his mom passed away after a battle with cancer in 2012. And the Harrison twins, who live in Houston, he grew up in Baltimore. Uh, they took him in in really? Houston, and uh, his their dad. And uh, so he played basketball, and then became a football player. Right. Uh, but anyway, it's interesting. Got, you got uh, Noah Brown here. Smoking that, the that's Sooners, right. man. That's right. That's, exactly. That's, Four got, touchdowns in one game against yeah. quarterbacks who are now in prison. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's not we lying. Can, we continue with our draft preview, and we take your phone calls. And there's another guy who I have to pin Brian brought us down on because we agree about a guy who is one of my favorite players in this draft when we come back. In just Kaboo, a Texas is... Three days, six stages, over 100 artists, including The Killers, Lionel Richie, Leonard Skinner, Ms. Lauren Hill, Kid Rock, Alanis Morissette, Little Big Town, The Eight Vet Brothers, Counting Crows, Pitbull, Sting, The Black Eyed Peas, and the list goes on. Don't miss Kaboo, Texas. Single day and three day passes are on sale now. Visit KAABOOTexas.com to get your passes today. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972. They don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. You want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa. Open Dallas Cowboys. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit. 
just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Back to Talking Cowboys. Cowboys are finalizing that draft board. It's crunch time on draft week, and crunch time's when you got to stay cool. Nobody's better at keeping you cool under pressure than Tommy John. Tommy John underwear has moisture-wicking antimicrobial fabrics to keep germs well and used. perspiration at bay. That yep. means no discomfort and no adjustment, Mick. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. Can't wait for that Jack Black read for the next 30 minutes. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> this one's going to throw you for a loop. Okay. Oh. You mentioned Mick when you said no adjustments. You haven't seen Mick making an adjustment in many a month, right? That's right. Never. Yeah. <laughs> TMI, but absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, how about a little draft coming up this week? And you can join Got us right here at the Star for the Cowboys' official draft party presented by Miller Lite. Yeah. It is Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Fans with the opportunity to see current Cowboys players, members of the Cowboys cheerleaders, the Dallas Cowboys rhythm and blue, Dallas Cowboys mascot Rowdy, while also enjoying live music, games, activities, and more. Admission and parking are free here at the Star in Frisco. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash draft day for details. And, of course, the Cowboys don't have a first-round draft pick, but there will be a party going on nonetheless on Thursday night here. And then, of course, they've got a second-round pick, number 58 overall. On Friday night, a third-round pick, number 90 overall. A couple of fourths, 128 and 136. The fifth, 165 on Saturday. And then a seventh-rounder at 241. That's where it sets right now. What's Arizona's pick in the top of that round? Is that what's it starts at round one oh is that one oh four? The third? Let's see. They're fourth. The one that starts the third day. It yeah, right is one oh three. One oh three. Yep. Would you guys consider taking both your fourth round picks? The ones and we just that mentioned. First pick on Saturday. And getting that first pick on Saturday? Yeah. Would you consider that? To move up to the top of the fourth? Yeah. Who said one oh three? We're gonna we're gonna package one twenty eight and one thirty six and go. Do you have a player you think might be there? Well, I'm thinking that we're going to sleep on my board after after I'm going to do some damage at the end of that round. I got a pick at 90. I'm going to do some mm-hmm. damage at the end of that round. I'm going to try and hit him, and I'm going to come back at him again to start the next day, and maybe and maybe because I I don't have a sixth. Yeah. So I'm going to sit there. You know, I'm going to use my four. My well, I'm going to use both my fours are gone. I'm going to use my four to go up. I wonder. I didn't say if there's a player because usually when you with that when you sleep on your board that third day, there's somebody there. There's that yeah. there's that player that's been you might you maybe have a, a second round grade on or a third round grade on that you really 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 like that makes it makes a lot of sense. Well, wasn't correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Xavier Woods a guy they had kind of pegged in that range yeah. and they thought maybe did they think about moving up for him they and, they, did, and he kept falling and he kept falling. Joe Baker came in fifth round. Yeah, yeah. Joe Baker Six. sixth round. Sixth round. Joe Baker right. came in and did a, a little talk with us. He was one of the coaches nice enough to, you know, I guess he wasn't feeling like he wasn't doing anything. So he came in and during the draft and you know, we got on him a little bit about ah, you got to go get Xavier Woods. You got to go get him. That's our guy. Third round. You got to go get him, you know, and sure enough it worked out, but you know, maybe there's a guy like that. Maybe there's a guy that has a, a high grade, and if you could just parlay those two fourth round picks and try and get, you know, that's a valuable pick right there. I'm sure. That, I'm sure that Arizona is going to get a lot of offers for that pick, and then you know, but that's the reason why they were bad and they had the first pick. Or weren't yeah. they trying to move up in 2016 to take a quarterback? Cowboys. Yeah. 
They, yep, they, well, they wound up, of course, taking one at 134. But they were trying to get to the end of the third round, maybe? That, Top of the fourth? Was that Connor Cook? Connor, Connor Cook. Cook from Michigan yeah. State. Yeah. That's right. Where's yeah. Connor Cook now? He's on the street. <sighs> what, Oakland drafted him, right? Yeah. The AAF just folded. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Where's Paxton Lynch? He's he's also where I deserved to yeah, he's made me look bad there too. That's another one of those picks though, you know, these quarterbacks are difficult to evaluate and I never get them right. So that means Mickey's guy Locke will probably be a Hall of Fame player. Go number six to the Giants. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Connor Cook, by the way, is with the Detroit Lions. That's I was, I was back look, in Michigan. I was now. looking I was yeah, looking that up. And, yeah. guys, and Lynch. future guy this offseason. Somebody yeah. picked Lynch but, up, didn't they, as a backup? Uh, yes, they did. Jacksonville? Is yeah, I wrong about that? That sounds right. I hate that I don't remember where all my misses go. I should I should remember <laughs> where all those guys go. He is still in the league. Yeah. Is that um, MI? No, never mind. But to Brian's point, I mean, Drew Locke may not be the sixth best player in the draft, but especially now that the picks are slotted, they don't cost as much as they used to to pay a quarterback in the first round. I mean, teams are more comfortable reaching for a guy. Is Tyler Murray the first best well, player in this draft? Exactly, guy? because if you nail it, that's the most important position on your team by far. It's worth reaching. Somebody help me on Periscope, please, where uh, my guy is. Paxton? Paxton Lynch. I guess I could look that up myself, but I want to get people involved. Yeah, let's get involved. Yeah, help us out. Yeah, help. I mean, you, come on, help us out, Periscope. I know you're out there listening, so <laughs> help us out. Um, yeah, I, you know they can. I've got him. I know where he is. Oh, but, I'll, but I'll wait if you want to. No, let's go. Go for it. Wait, hang on. These people, man, they're just more interested in talking about the guy's draft, and they they don't care about Pax and Lynch. <laughs> it's they not where told, I did not remember that he's here. I looked at Jacksonville. It's not there. It's not Jacksonville. We're, no, it's no, not. I thought go he'd... to the opposite extreme of the. You gotta continent. go the other way. <laughs> you got him. Yeah. Go ahead. Where is he? Where'd you get him? I just oh you punched okay. him in. Where, where is it, Bill? Please. Seattle. 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 Okay. There we go. Guy knows something about quarterbacks up there. Okay. Okay. So, I want to see the picture. I want to see. <laughs> Maybe the, you can save my ass. I, I want to see the picture Paxton Lynch alongside Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> Except the picture that came up, yeah. he was still in his Denver uniform. Yeah. Exactly. But, Seahawks. Yeah. But like your evaluation of him. Thank you, Damian. Damian Miles came up with that. There Appreciate that, right. Damian. Thank it, you. It is the hardest position to evaluate. Because I'm you can, an idiot when you, it comes you to can, quarterbacks. You can look at all the measurables in the world for a quarterback, and he had all of them. Yeah, and the rocket fa- arm, when, tall. When Elway took him, I was like, going, "Oh, thank God," because I was thinking that may, and maybe John Elway knows. And then all of a sudden, I start hearing, "Oh, the Cowboys were trying to trade up," and I'm thinking, "Huh, all right, great." And now I'm thinking, like, man, the Cowboys are idiots like me about these quarterbacks. There's so much that goes into that position besides. Tangibles yeah. and and Dak Prescott is the perfect example because Dak has talent, a lot of talent, but he's got other aspects to his game that make him valuable, and that's why he's going to make a lot of money, hmm. a lot of money. All right, who's your pet cat in this second and third round in this draft? Who's the guy that uh, that you like? That oh, well, any of you? Anybody? Yeah. Anybody got a guy? I've got a guy, but I'll let y'all go first. Well, does okay. Well, let me ask you this because one of my Pet cats. I had to do my position, is what I did, and the guy I would absolutely love to have is, and I think we all, maybe I shouldn't say all, but I think fans would appreciate the kid Rap from Washington. I was gonna say Brian. That's the you one. You talked me into him. Well, and then another guy I really love is the Joan Williams from Vanderbilt, the the big tall corner from Vanderbilt, because he's like. He's like a prototype for Chris Richard. He's perfect for Chris Richard. Yeah. Is what he is. Yeah. So you know, I kind of look at him. I kind of look at you know. Uh, I look at Collier, the defensive t- uh, end Collier. from from uh, from t- uh, from TCU. I love the Williams kid from Texas A and M, the running back. That's my pet cat. And yeah. I mean, I'm, there I'm, you go. I'm a little biased, but I mean, I think he's a guy. Travion Williams. Yeah. You, you look at him and you say maybe oh, he can't be a full time back, but he's going to help your football team. Yeah, you know, he, he's a, he could be a change of pace. He can he can step in. Uh, he can pretty much do anything you ask him to do back there. I think the warring kid that's tied in from San Diego State would be an interesting guy. That guy's a water polo goalie. I mean, I here I, I we we do all kinds of crazy things here at the Cowboys with tight ends. You could be like you know have all kinds of crazy things and they'll draft you. But yeah, this warring kid, him Nada. I know Nada doesn't run very fast. I think somebody's going to get a really – he's a player tight end from Georgia. I, kind of a guy I really like. All right, my pet cat 
Is, is this the guy you agree with me on, Bill? I agree with you because you've got him ranked in your top 100. Thank God. And so does Gil Brandt. Oh. And you Gil look, had a top 100? Yeah, he had, he had a top 150. Oh, good for him. And, uh, good for him. I need to see that. He came out last week sometime. and so Periscope's lighting us up. They say they want love for Savage, the kid from uh, Maryland. Don Trail Savage. Yeah, they want they want a they want a rangy, long safety guy. Is what they want. Okay, they already got one. The guy that I like, who I mean, he's a sleeper guy. If you look at sleeper, a, it, well, you said pet cat. You didn't say yeah, well, sleeper. No, he's, yeah. a, he, he's my pet cat. Okay, I mean, go I for love it. him. Yeah, I would take him in the second round myself. Okay, okay. Jalen Hurd, wide receiver, Baylor. Oh, I love that guy. Okay, okay. is this another guy that lit up Oklahoma? No, well, no. I mean he. He was all Baylor had, basically. Yeah. Okay. But if you don't aren't familiar with his story, he was a top recruit, running back recruit out of Tennessee, went to the University of Tennessee, uh-huh. started at running back. And you Brian, you know all this stuff. Oh, I do. Uh, started at running back, ran for thirteen hundred yards one year, started ahead of Alvin Kamara at Tennessee at running back. Yes. And then made the decision himself, I think after a couple of concussions as a running back at Tennessee, that he Felt like in the NFL he would have a longer life, and maybe a longer life in general, if he did not play running back anymore. And he he was a 240-pound running back at Tennessee. Right. And he made the change to wide receiver, and he then went into what was then – there's now a transfer portal. There wasn't a transfer portal then, but he transferred from Tennessee, and he winds up at Baylor. He visited Baylor and just liked the whole atmosphere there. And uh, he played the slot, and he also played some running back at Baylor this past year. And I just love this guy. They brought him in late. He was one of the last visits they had. And, you know, he was kind of – I think there were a lot of teams out there that were – running him in to kind of get an idea about him. You know, he had a knee problem, and so his a scope, his 40 time wasn't as good. I mean, going into going into the fall, everybody had about a 4-4 mm-hmm. speed on him. That and was his Baylor numbers. 4-4 four, four with a 40 vertical yeah. and a 3-8-5 Exactly. Shuttle. And then but he but then he turned around and he ran like 4-6-3 in the 40 right. and some people kind of fell off him a little bit, but uh, you know they, this guy. You're you're not wrong about this guy, Bill. The, you know, talk about he didn't want to get you know concussions and stuff like that. This guy will run routes underneath, though. Mm-hmm. He will take a ton of routes underneath, and uh, you know when you get the hands, you, the hands get on the ball, he can make plays. I mean, I, th- I th- for a real tall, long guy, he makes some really nice moves in space. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of feel like the tall, lanky guys have trouble turning and breaking and cutting and this kid does not have any of those problems at all so six six four and a half yeah. 228 10 inch hands yeah um he and he, his number he had 69 catches average 14 yards a catch whatever yeah. uh, carry the ball 48 times for over 200 yards and three touchdowns for baylor this year but yeah. but he um I'm t- I, I, Matt Rule, the Baylor head coach, who almost got a head coaching job in the NFL this yep. offseason. Sure. He, a quote from him, uh, he'll play a long time in the NFL as a wide receiver. He will be an elite wide receiver. I've got a good friend who's on the coaching staff yep. down there, and he said he's never been around a kid who practices harder than this kid does. And another coach down there said, uh, literally, this might be the most talented player I've ever seen. I like Kent Garrison there doing some go. yeoman's work here. He's got Tennessee highlights <laughs> of him running the ball. On yeah. point. So if man. you're watching along with us, he's got Baylor highlights and he's throwing Tennessee highlights at you. Great job, Kent Garrison, getting but that this, done. This is what I love about preparing for the draft. I, I dig in, and that's why I have this green notebook, is I dig into pl- to it and try to find players like that. Sure. And I have no idea if this guy's going to – he may be a bust in the NFL, whatever. Yeah. But I just enjoy finding players like that. And I think I think he's got a good shot at making it for a long time in the league. Third round? I, I Like I say, I would take him at number 58. I'm not okay. – you got him at number 75, I right. think, on your yeah, list. Yeah. Gill had him at 89. And I think um, Jamie uh, – I think – I think he may maybe it may be hard pressed, but he'll be there at ninety. I've got him as my he is my let me count these guys that would be five six. He's my seventh best receiver in the in the draft is what he is. So I'll take that back. I mean, he's my eighth best receiver in this draft. So yeah, I've got him in the top of the third round. So that's where I would I got him behind Ridley from Georgia mm-hmm. is who I've got. So 
We'll see. And, you know, and his position flexibility, okay, how would he fit on the Cowboys? Okay, you, obviously you got Randall Cobb in the slot. He was a former running back at Kentucky. And there you go. And yeah. he was another one of my pet cats yeah. when he came for sort of the same reasons. He could play as a, you know, he, he, as a rookie this year. Well, we, we've already talked about where the Cowboys are at wide receiver a year right. from now. Right. But he would have a role immediately on this team, either as a slot, as a – Third down back in the backfield. Um, Interesting. I mean, they need a back, right? Uh-huh. They need a back. Right. back. Yeah. And people talk about, you know, you got to have a running back, right? They need a running back to back up Zeke. And that's true. But Zeke has not shown knock on wood injury history. You know, Randall Cobb has. So maybe, you know, maybe wide receiver, you look at that and say, okay, maybe we do need some depth there I just, just in case. I just got my, my charts of all the teams and stuff and from the college visits. Philadelphia has two picks ahead of you in the second round, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know how many they have in the third, but they Philadelphia visited this kid. They visited A.J. Brown, Paris Campbell, uh, Keneal, uh Harry, and then also Jalen Hurd. And then so they they're, they're, they ran in some receivers there as well. I think New England looked at him too. Yeah, let me check that. He might have been a, a visit with them as well, like you talked about. So th- this kid, matter of fact, I just flipped to Tampa Bay. He he visited Tampa too, as or as as well. So and he also visited the Tennessee Titans as well. I'm just flipping through these teams right now. Let's see if you visit the Washington Redskins. <laughs> uh, no, no visit to the Redskins. So anyway, yeah, there's there's several teams that are very very interested in this player. There's no there's no question of that. Anyway, that's my guy. That's your guy. If he gets drafted, Bill, feel free to pat yourself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> if he gets drafted, <laughs> he will. He'll yep. get drafted. I mean, like I say, I, I just I named off uh, New York Jets. I could just go through all these teams. Uh, let's see if he visited the Giants. No, he didn't visit the Giants. I mean, we, again, I could spend all day doing this. And, uh, you know, I, I just named like four teams right there that he's already – five teams he's already visited. So, at Minnesota Vikings, add that to – this guy was – no wonder he came to the Cowboys so late. Mm-hmm. He was traveling all over the country. He's got a free ticket on American Airlines now. All the traveling he was doing. And the flight club member. And yeah, you catch him at the uh, Admirals Club. Admirals you know, club you go it. interview him at the Admirals Club. And if you do a search on him, uh, different mock – well, not mock drafts, but draft lists that, that aren't up to speed, he's listed as a seventh-round prospect. Wow. So, yeah, that's the problem. Lock and change between December and April, right? That's exactly right. When people start studying these players, the teams already know about these players. But yeah. when once we start studying them, then they rise. Well, the teams already had them up there anyway. All right, we continue with more Talking Cowboys in just a moment. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. It's time for tailgate with the Otterbox boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made Elevation Tumblers. Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True. They even come in seven different sizes, up to 64 ounce, the growler. Hmm. I like how Otterbox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the Otterbox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their Elevation Tumblers at otterbox.com. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. 
A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to Talking Cowboys. Well, we need to make every day Earth Day. Oh, from April 16th <laughs> through the 23rd, that's today, mm-hmm. Jack Black will donate 10% of the net proceeds to Wild Aid from all sales placed through getjackblack.com. And you get a free canvas travel bag and a pick four deluxe sample with your purchase of $65 or more. Use the code WILD and shop now. Is today Earth Day? Every day is Earth Day on <laughs> yeah. Get Jack Black. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what is the official Earth Day, though? I think it, it was it someday it was this week. April. It's always they've turned it into it's, a week now instead of a day. Well, it's Earth Week. No, there's an Earth Day. I forget. Yeah, which I just day don't remember what day it is. Yeah. Okay. It should be every day. Yes, right, Mick? That's, that's right. right. Yeah. That's right. Because you got to take care of the wild aid. That's, that's right. Hmm. 888-855-2297 is the number Save to call us, us. We've got several minutes left to entertain your draft questions or any other questions you have about this Cowboys team, which is out on that practice field as the official off-season workouts began last week. And it looks like there's very good attendance out there. There yeah. is. It's because they're all on one field. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all crowded together now. Yep. Things under construction it, here at the Star. Do we know enough about the draft to say on Periscope they're asking, and this is uh, from our buddy Smith. He wants to know, is there somebody in the fourth that could be a steal? Bill, you've kind of looked at this. Is there somebody you like? I mean, we talked about Hurd. Is there somebody in that on those fourth round, those two two picks? Is there a, how, about that? how about is there a position? Is there a position you guys are looking at? In the, yeah, see, you kind of have earmarked. See, I wonder those two picks right there. I wonder at safety. You know, has, has it changed at sa- at the safety position? By here the way, the say Earth Day was yesterday. That's April twenty second. Yeah, yeah. See you there. Thanks, folks. Appreciate you, Brian. Have things changed as far as the safety position is concerned in recent years? In the last couple of drafts, where they take safeties earlier, there there was at one point where safeties you could find safeties in the mid rounds because yeah. there wouldn't be corners would go earlier, right? But because of the way things have changed in the league now there's more of a premium on safeties because there's a bunch of safeties that in fact you've got how many of your safe you got one two three four five six seven eight safeties in your top 100 right yeah. there yeah okay yeah so if if there's not that run on safeties in the third round second and third round that we anticipate maybe safety is a position that could be there in the fourth round could be one of those that you want to trade up for uh at the beginning of the fourth round yeah exactly it, are we are we looking at safety because we feel like it's the it's the most unstable position well, as I far think, as the, the level of players there i think there's an opportunity is that why we keep talking about safeties there's an opportunity at safety i think for a guy to come in and and compete for snaps, it's possible. I don't I don't think signing Iloka precludes a guy from coming in and doing that. Right. And at least you know Jeff Heath is probably to me still your starting strong safety, but it doesn't mean you know they've proven they will make a rotation at safety if a guy earns snaps. So it's hard looking at the roster and saying oh, this guy could be a starter even at fifty eight. But safety's one spot, and we talked about it earlier. There's it's wide open a year from now. Unless they bring all these guys back, so so you think they're taking they're taking a look at their board and they're saying, well, they, maybe they don't have eight. How many I have? Six, eight. How many? Yeah, I have eight. 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 Okay. Safeties. If maybe they have five. Yeah. Maybe they have five safeties in their top one hundred. And you have seven corners in your top one hundred. See, that's what I'm saying. Maybe they're looking at this and saying, you know what? This might be a good time for us to grab a safety. Oh wait, I take that back. I screwed. Right. One, two, three, four. You have more corners than that. One, two, okay. three, four, five, kind of six, seven, eight, there. nine, what, ten, what, eleven. What, what did Gill say? Did Gill say it's the deepest safety class he's ever seen? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Does that mean you don't have to take one in the second? 
Maybe and not. That's, that's kind maybe of my not. point. That maybe w- that, 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 that it may the strength of it may fall into the fourth. Then, if you were looking for a pet cat, one guy that I like is uh, Coop, um, Hooker from Iowa. Right, Amani Coop, Hoop, Cooper Hooker, <laughs> because he's a guy that he. If you like Xavier Woods as your deep safety, this is a guy that can oh, he's play. a down guy. He no can question. play in the box. He's a sure tackler. He's made some plays. I think he had four picks last year. So right. this is a guy that kind of fits a positional need for you, um, but also might be interchangeable, which is what they oh, prefer no, this out guy, of guys. This guy wants to be part of the action. Yeah. And that's the so, thing. And, Rob, and you're absolutely right about the description of the player. Absolutely right about him. And, because, he's a, and he's a guy that is probably beyond the 58 range. He may be a 90 guy. Yeah. Right? If you're, yeah. if, like Bill's saying, if it drops out a little bit. Yeah. I had him outside. I had him in the fourth. But that's, fourth. that's kind of where, you know, I mean, this guy has is, is got some ability. I mean, you, when, when you watch him play, he's a physical guy. And I think that's the, you know, if they're, if they're looking at, at playing Woods as that single high guy and having somebody that can stand next to uh, Smith and Vanderesh and and hold his own down there low. Yeah, this uh, Amari Hooker is not a, a bad guy to even c- to consider there for sure. Say him. Say money, Hooker and Amari Cooper together back to back five times in a row. <laughs> Jeez, I tried. You think some? I mean, okay, they're asking on Periscope. You think they would dress the offensive line there? We got a lot of people writing in on our mailbag wanting that. You know, they, like, they were at which at four? Well, just somewhere they in the, the first two fours. The yeah. two fours, yeah. yeah Third, green, fourth, yeah. They need an offensive lineman. Yeah. Which one? They which don't spot? have anybody that can groom. Yeah. Well, mm. no one's coming out of the woodwork on this team. I wonder what they really think of Redmond. Uh, I, mean, uh, I threw the name out there. They used him. He played some games. Yeah. I mean, let's. He did okay. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Maybe, you know, with the two year deal, too, with Fleming, maybe they think Fleming could be. I, I'm. I'm with you guys on, you know, I'm with you on the offensive lineman part. I think a lot of people see running back as being, everybody wants Bryce Love, the yeah. Stanford kid. Because you all, could get a steal, potentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe that's, ACL, yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's, you know, Bryce Love might be a guy that starts on PUP, and then next thing you know, he's, you know, he's one of your guys, and, you know, for the, for the I mean, last that, half of the season. 2,000-yard rusher in college that is probably going to get drafted below his talent level. So, yeah. yeah I mean, and I can and along those same lines, I love Rodney Anderson. I mean, I don't love all the OU players. That's right. one that I do love. I guess, you know. okay, okay, but the problem with it's him, the Bill, the injuries. Mm-hmm. Neck, yes. broken leg, knee. Right. I, You know, my backup guy cannot be a train wreck. Right. My mm-hmm. backup guy, but he does everything talk, you want. And, I, and I'm he, talking deep in the draft. Oh, no, yeah. he runs, he catches, and he blocks. Mm-hmm. There's no – but if he, he's got – when you start talking neck and running back, I just cringe. Right. I, I turtle man. I kind of uh, – What about the uh, wide receiver from Clemson? In the fourth. Renfro? Yes. Hunter Renfro, former walk-on. You go, Mick. Like him? I saw him play. I saw him make plays. Yeah, the, the, there's a couple of those guys in this draft, Mickey, that are like that. Renfro, Andy Isabella, you know, there's they, they, they kind of – if you're going to make me – if I have to have a slot player, I'll just take that guy we just talked about. I'll talk about Hurd. Hurd, yeah. Yeah, give me that guy. Oh, give yeah. me somebody with some length. But he's probably play not on the outside to the fourth, though, is yeah. he? Yeah, doesn't have to so. be a Cole Beasley clone. No, in terms of no, size. no. Those kind of receivers you can put in the slot. They all don't have to be all a little right. short. That's right. Let me ask. Mari yeah. Cooper plays in the slot. Let me so. ask you this though: running back or wide receiver? If you had to take an offensive player at say at ninety, at ninety, would you take an offensive tackler or a guard at ninety? I love Travion, but you'd have to get him at ninety. Well, and, you know, and my whole deal is who's the player. I mean, I, I think that they've got enough needs across the board that I'm looking more at player than I am position. Um, and so if you give me two players, then I'll tell you, like if I've got a choice of Jalen Hurd or throw me a running back. Travion Williams? Travion Williams. I'm go. taking Jalen Hurd myself. Yeah, because he's like your favorite guy. Right, right. right. <laughs> well, and, and I mean, that that player could fill more of a need a year from now than a backup running back. I'm sorry. Like, I, they need to address the depth there. Mm-hmm. But Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, knock on wood, he's he's playing 90% of the snaps usually. It might be a little less than that this year. But he's a durable back. How much is, is a backup running back really going to play? And, and but the other thing to consider is if they're, heaven forbid, an injury to Zeke, then what do you got at running I, back? I agree. Yeah. I agree. This might be unfair then. Okay, say you went herd. Sternberger, the tight end from A and M, Samia, the 
the guard from Oklahoma. I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. This is kind of a focus for you because you like the, <laughs> you're, you're, you're talking to all my guys here. Or Nelson, the defensive end from Iowa. I, I like him too. Mm. So I'm going to give you a I'm defensive still, I, end. You got to take Hurd out of the equation. Okay, I'm, I'll going, take, I'll I'm ta- going Hurd. Okay, I'll take I'll take Hurd out of the equation. I'll go Sternberger. Okay. I'll go Sternberger. The tight Samia, the 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 guard from uh, Oklahoma, who has played tackle as well okay. in college. Mm. Travion Williams, the runner from Texas A and M, or Nelson, the defensive end from Iowa. I may go with with Rob there on Travion Williams. Yeah, going running run back. back. So everybody's talking about running back at ninety. Then, huh? What about? I don't, I don't love it. I don't have as it. much I as I, I don't love, love it, but I I don't have a problem if I've and and again I say I. This is without really digging into the players myself. I've I've got a working knowledge of them, but I haven't dug in like Brian. Same, know, same here. That, I, I yeah. know it's unfair. I'm just throwing, yeah. but the, you know the, the the player they seem to like too is the Ferguson kid from Louisiana Tech, mm-hmm. who some people have first round. Yeah, okay, You've got him okay. Guy so in now countries. now okay, Ferguson then at fifty eight. Are you guys on board with Ferguson at 58? I this, like him. Rob okay Rob Rob read all these defensive line problems we have contractually coming up well that's why I, I i think my original mock i had collier because defensive end edge rusher but it could be a need from for you a year from now it's not i you can't rule out addressing that pick even though tackle might be more of a need this year you know what position can get you beat quarterback okay <laughs> that's, he's not wrong about position that can that's, get, o- that's obvious what position can get you beat offensive line or yep. defensive line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are you, are you wide receivers not going to get you beat unless you don't have a good guy. You thinking about the Rams game? I still am. Yeah. Tackle right. more, Sa- than, more than in. He's not going to get you beat. The free safety might. The strong well, safety is not going to get you but beat. That goes back to what Stephen Jones said at the pre-draft press conference. He said it's not a priority for us. Those playmaking safeties are rare. Right. If there's one there for you, maybe you, maybe you grab there? it. Is Darren Woodson there? Well, maybe not Darren Woodson. God, maybe but he's like one of the greatest players ever. Right. Oh, I mean, it's hard. I mean, <laughs> I'm looking at my board and no. <laughs> I just want to. I just the did, position I just, that gets you beat should be. I just your did a hundred guys, and I could say no, no, no. The Darren tight Woodson. end position's not going to get you beat. Yeah, yeah, you know, here's the deal at defensive tackle. Okay, and I'm just going off the Brian Broaddus board here where you've got Quentin Williams, number two, Ed Oliver, number three, Rashawn Gary, number 19, Dexter Lawrence is 33, uh, Jeffrey Simmons, number four on your list, Jerry Tillery is 37, Christian Wilkins is 16, Draymond Jones is 36. So I just listed nearly 10 defensive tackles who are in your top 36, 37 players. Oh, no. Yeah, and, it's better than the yep. defensive That's ends. Right. It's That's right. It's Zach you know, Allen's 45. Yeah, exactly. He's, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Bosa, Allen, Sweat, those guys are the guys that are going to go at the defensive end spot. Now now where the run is going to be is on these defensive tackles. Mm-hmm. That's, where the, that's where some people are going to make some hay. Yeah. So right. if he thought that much of that position, yeah. then – that answers the question. Go defensive tackle. Defensive tackle. Yeah, but they probably won't do it. They, yeah. I bet you. I bet you. They, <laughs> I bet you they draft the kid Hill from Central Tr- Tristan Florida. Hill. Yeah, we have number at, sixty-seven. At yeah. Ninety or fifty-eight. I bet you they take him at fifty-eight. He won't I, be there at ninety. I, I think. I don't think so. Okay. And I'm and I'm going to act know, like similar... today in a mock draft. I'm going to act like he's there because I think that they might take the cornerback Williams. From, I think Chris Richard is going to carry a real big stick in this draft room, and he's going to hit everybody over the head with it. This is the type of guy I like. Yeah, this yeah. is a, give me this guy. We've got all these yeah. things coming out. Get, get, give me this guy. Give me this guy. Okay, I know I got two more names I want to throw out before we wrap up here and. One of them, along the lines of Tristan Hill, yeah. who's not getting any love, is Albert Huggins, defensive tackle from Clemson. I'm yeah. talking mid rounds, you know, fourth, fifth round, whatever. Right. Some people get him as a sixth or seventh round talent, but he's a guy who is highly recruited uh, and didn't play. You know, they got five defensive linemen it's, from that's, Clemson that's in this why they draft. Took, that's why they gave Alabama. But, but if you look at their snaps, he got just about as many snaps sure. and had as much production as Dexter Lawrence did yeah. uh, for Clemson. I, I look at him as a guy who could be a mid round defense if you if, if you if you 
go a different route in the yeah. second and third round. He could be a mid round defensive tackle that you could. I'll give you do a name. I'll give you a sleeper name too. It's not a sleeper, but if running backs that Jalen Moore from Appalachian State. Yeah, I State. saw you had him listed yeah, there, and the I guy, looked at if him you, this If morning. you don't know about Jalen Moore from App State, go take a peek at him. And a tight end, Foster Moreau from LSU. LSU. Kind of a complete guy as a tight end goes. Yeah, and he yeah. ran really well at the combine, which surprised me. Kind of inline, He's got some inline traits, can flex him. He's got some toughness to him. He will probably go before a lot of these guys that we talked about. How tough is he? Oh, okay. Yeah. He had a weight room accident where I guess we a, bar, a bar fell on his mouth or something. He lost three teeth. Yeah. Okay. God. Didn't miss a rep in practice. Yeah. Here's another thing. Sounds when like you Witten. think about this team, <laughs> oh, down. you mentioned Witten? Yeah. Guess what Foster Moreau's birthday is? Same day as May. Same as Jason is Witten. Right. Is it May 6th? <laughs> yeah. well, he then. turns 22 on May 6th. This Jason Witten turns 37 it, on May 6th. Foster Moreau. It's who also, What number did he wear at LSU? He wore number 18. He wore number 18. Whoa! All right. Number 18 at LSU. Famous number. That is. Exactly. <laughs> the number Brian brought us. Never wore. Did not wear. <laughs> we'll true. talk you, to you at draft time. Thank you. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!